This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning. It's Friday, August 12th. I've started this about three times because the notes don't seem to be updating on my uh, iPad, but I am good on this one now. Long day of travel yesterday. Uh, got back. I'm in New Jersey. Uh, dogs are sound asleep right now. Um, parents sound asleep. Both seem to have COVID. I will test myself later. Um, some of you guys know, well, uh, I may have been exposed. I was in a stadium with what, 40,000 people, who knows how many. So I'm sure I was exposed, but, uh, one of the people I was working with actually <clears throat> most likely has had COVID, uh, didn't see her again, but was escorted out. So most likely she has COVID. So, uh, let's take a look at some of these, uh, things that one of the people, um, let's see, Greg, uh, had mentioned he wanted me to look at AMD. And so let's go to the algorithm and let's type in AMD. I am a holder of AMD. I think my average purchase price is somewhere just over 100. It's trading at 98. Um, we had an, a MACD cross up here on July 7th at 78.98. Um, they had earnings on August 2nd. Uh, it is... At that point in the, the four-hour chart where I see it kind of pulling back, but it's capitulating. The algorithm still has you in at 78.98. So great trade. I mean, what's that? 30% from 78.98 to $98 where it's trading today. Um, I like AMD. Greg says their, their latest product lines will help low-way estimates. And this stock has been unnecessarily taken down to the woodshed and beaten along with the rest of the sector. 100% agree. Um, here's what you have to know about the chip sector and what I know about it from reading. What happened was, and you heard all of this uh, news about chip shortage. Well, the chip shortage was for real. Chips were in short supply. Automakers, um, uh, you know, Apple, Google, anybody that uses a tech, tech, technology device has chips in it. So even a battery tester, even something that you use for work, um, even your badge scanner, things like that, it's all chips. So you had a chip shortage. And what happened was all of these chip makers ramped up production, killed it, moved uh, to actually 24-hour cycles, um, you know, uh, expanding plants. You hear about the CHIPS uh, Act in Congress to build more plants here in the U.S., they moved heaven and earth. So what happened? Anybody that needed a chip essentially double ordered chips. So they said, hey, we need a ton. All of a sudden, they've got all of these orders. Well, when the kind of quote unquote recession happened and demand killer happened and you know interest rates started to rise and people said, eh, maybe I don't need that luxury item, uh, the chip uh, demand went down. Still high, but it went down. So essentially, the the chip makers were stuck with all of this inventory. 
Um, and so they had to reduce prices. So essentially they, they reduced prices and this is just a vicious cycle of a recession. So I completely agree it was um, unnecessarily beaten down. I think it's a long-term investment. That's why I'm holding it. Let me make sure I know exactly where my position is. Um, God, internet's slow here. Uh, AMD, my position is average purchase 114. I haven't dollar cost averaged and I should have listened to the algorithm at 78.98. Am I upset? If I buy it today at 98, five years from now, absolutely not. There is some support level here between a volume shelf at 85, um, but it's got a pretty good support level here at about 96. Um, my guess is, again, this market is kind of crazy. I don't exactly know what it's going to do. If you're trading this one and you bought in at 78, maybe take some profits. What I've been doing on a lot of these is taking half my lot size. So say I buy um, a thousand just for shits and giggles. I'm not buying a thousand shares of AMD at 98, but say about a thousand shares. Well, maybe take 200, take your profit on the 200, 30% profit on 200 shares. Great. If it dips back down to 85, you can buy the 200 again, um, and, and ride that up. Then what you do is as it rides up to 95 again from 88, you take 200 more off. Um, you had bought 200 more at 88, so you take 200 more off, take the profit from 78 to 200. Do Start your position, build your position, start taking off positions. That's what I do with a lot of these trading stocks that I have. So, Greg, thanks for the, uh, the comment. AMD, fantastic. Still think that uh, NVIDIA is uh, expensive, but not crazy, um, considering their, their technology. Um, you're out of NVIDIA. Um, you know, my, my personal favorite that, that has run up, and I, I don't know if it's going to go back down to the 120s, but that, that Qualcomm trade that we took at 126 and got out with a 15% gain at 147, where you could have sold it close to 160, um, you know, again, the chip sector is kind of capitulating. So I like AMD, though. Personally own it. I think that's the only chip that I own. Um, but up at 114. So I got a kind of dollar cost average. Um, I, I want to tell you guys kind of macro picture what I see. And you can Google this. You can look it up. You can read more about it. We're in a good place right now and the market is soaring. Um, what's going to happen is in September, this uh, the Fed is going to start doing what's called quantitative tightening. So they're going to start selling mortgage-backed securities. They're going to start dwindling down their uh, their balance sheet, and they're going to start selling things on the market. The last time this happened in 2018 into 2019, uh, it was a complete disaster, and the market went down, and the Fed had to slow it down. And then we had COVID, and the Fed had to build up their balance sheet again. So overall, September is going to be a month where you might see a significant pullback. Enjoy this market while you can. Um, let me go back down to my notes. Uh, there's earnings next week, which are retail earnings. That was the catalyst for some of the June killer. We saw May into June. We saw a good run up. But then you saw Walmart come out with earnings and, and a warning, blah, blah, blah. We saw Target with their, uh, with their uh, inventory issues. Um, I've had a lot of winners lately. Don't get me wrong. This month has been fantastic. July was great. August so far, 
fantastic. During these times, what I'm doing is I'm reevaluating my portfolio and I'm taking a look at things. AMD at 114. I've got to build that up. Um, I will do that during down markets. Uh, AMD at 114. Am I selling this into the, the strength of it? Absolutely not. I'm building my portfolio. Um, something like a Palantir uh, into strength. Uh, I'm looking at, okay, maybe I can take some money off the table. Uh, if it's in a, a retirement account, there's no tax implications. If it's in a brokerage account, there's absolutely tax implications. I may take a loss in order to write it off against some of my gains. Um, I personally uh, don't track my portfolio uh, as a trading versus a long-term buy and hold. I've told you guys long-term buy and hold, and I'll go into this uh, with a question before. Uh, again, from a, a Instagram, I think, um, person. But my portfolio is probably 90% buy and hold. Um, it is not quick trades. It is not fast trades. It is not something where I'm holding on to something for less than a month. And when I say buy and hold, it's from a year uh, on. Significant, significant amount of my portfolio is buy and hold. Um, and yet, even with the last two months, I'm still down 13.6% year to date. So while the last two months feels good, am I you know, concerned about where I'm at? No. Uh, we've had two good years of market returns. So even though I'm down 13.6% today, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, Do I expect to be down more? I think we've got another 10% pullback ahead of us in September and October. I don't mean to be a bear. Uh, again, I say follow the trend. The trend right now is up. Uh, but what we've seen in the past with some of these bear market um, bounces is it goes up quick and then it goes down even quicker. So um, if you're up, be happy while it's good. Um, and again, next week is, is pullback. Um, there was a question about, I had posted a story on Instagram. Uh, if most traders would learn to sit on their hands 50% of the time, they would make a little bit more money. Uh, Zephan wanted me to, to ask about this one. He said, explain it on the podcast. Well, essentially, a lot of times what people do is that there's emotion in the market. And that's part of the reason why I built the algorithm is because the algorithm tells me when to buy and sell. Now, there's obviously emotion in buying and selling, but uh, if you were to take, let's take, um, uh, let's take Apple, for instance. Um, Apple is a good one. And remember, my algorithm beats on Apple. So the algorithm over five, a thousand candles, which is 500 trading days because I do use four hour candles. So there's two candles in each day. The algorithm makes you 50% if you were to buy and sell. Uh, and when it tells you to get in and out, the algorithm buy and hold makes you 47%. Now, here's the thing. If I move this up to a deep long term and, and I back text this uh, Apple against 7000 candles, which is what, 3500 days. Again, 3500 days, which is what, 500, I don't know, 300 days in a year. Was that 10 years? The algorithm makes you 2,228%. Buying and holding makes you 2,607%. That's a 400% difference. Now, Apple's a great example, 400% difference. 
your average win on this one is uh, average win 9%, average loss 2%. Now, uh, again, that's 7,000 candles. It's unrealistic to think that you can actually get in and out. The algorithm tells you the price to get in. Many times that price to get in, for instance, um, just looking at May 23rd, 2022, the price that the algorithm tells you to get in it is 140.81. Well, the center line in that day was 148. So do you think that you can time it to get that $8 difference? Probably not. The algorithm does back testing. It doesn't do forward testing. It does back testing. Timing these things are going to be impossible. So in reality, when you're back testing these things and you're seeing those returns, you can't time the market. So what that, uh, this kind of post about sitting on your hands and, and, and just, just kind of sitting it out is if you pick good stocks, if you pick companies that you use, if you pick companies with good balance sheets, if you pick companies that you like, you're most likely going to make more money with a buy and hold strategy rather than trading around it. It's as simple as that. That's as simple as that. 50% of the people, think about it. Um, think about your own personal trades. Uh, have you timed the bottom? Have you timed the top? Meaning, have you gotten in and out perfectly? And, and what's your strategy? I don't care what indicators you use. I don't care who the trader is. There is nobody that times the bottom or the top. Even Warren Buffett, look at him. He's buying Occidental at the top. He's buying Occidental at $65, $70 per share. It's a 52-week high. Do you think he's trying to time it at $50 per share where it was down? He started building his position there, but he can't time it. And that's what that means. So, Zach, thanks for the question. Um, oh, wait, it's uh, Zephan. I called you Zach. I was working with the Zach. That's why it's stuck in my head. Um, but thanks for the question. That's what that means. Again, build your portfolio. Buy and hold is the thing. I know I give you guys good trades to get into and get out of. Um, you know, that's a small portion of my portfolio. I like to target 10% as my gain. Um, you guys have to develop your own system. Use me as a guide. That's all I say. Don't use me as an absolute because I may look like a genius one one week but I'm going to look like a fool in the future. I guarantee I'm going to look like a fool. Um, yeah. So let, let's look at some of one of the things that one of the ones that kind of stuck out to me, there's a couple that I wanted to go over. Um, Goldman Sachs I had said, buy this at 296. This was an unbelievable call. Um, and, and I'm not a genius in this one, but the algorithm had a buy-in at $300 and 30 cents right before earnings and after earnings, it's done nothing but go up. You're at $351. Um, I had said book value on this was 296. Absolutely buy it. You're at 350 right now if you got into that one. I did not. I have enough financials. I didn't want Goldman Sachs. I've had Goldman Sachs in the past. I didn't take it. Kudos to anyone that took it. <clears throat> Again, great call by me. Um, I, I, right now I would not buy it. The RSI is at 75. Um, you know, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and go over some of the, uh, the, the, the indicators that I use MACD, RSI, stochastics, Bollinger bands, 
all of those things. You guys can Google those. Zip Trader Charlie has great explanations. Trend Spider University on um, on YouTube, and fantastic explanations of what those are. Research them. Give yourself a goal of learning one per week. That's kind of where I I started, and it took me a long time to learn this stuff. Um, but Goldman Sachs has a catalyst of August thirty first as their uh, next dividend date. Uh, it's got all of the confirmation in the world. It's just had such a run. I would not get into it. Uh, another one that we've done well with uh, on the podcast that I did not personally get into is Cleveland Cliffs. I called this one um, at around 14 or 15. It's trading close to 20 right now. Um, the algorithm got you in at 1695 way back on June 24th. Uh, it has a huge gap. Well, I shouldn't say huge. It's between 1496 and 1550. So say between 15 and 1550. It's got a gap. It's going to go back down. You, you're starting to fill this gap right now between 1890 and 1991. It's probably been filled with the last candle. Um, my guess is, you know, again, your guess is as good as mine where it goes. The RSI is at 66. I wouldn't buy into this rally, um, but you've made some good money on this one. This one went all the way down to 15. I kind of said, hey, wait for the 15 mark. Um, if you can get a 14 handle on it, fantastic. If you did, kudos to you. Um, Boyle, way up yesterday. I think it was 10%. I think I got four or five. Um, thank yous and even supporters. So high five to the supporters uh, for tipping me on this one. Um, but Boyle yesterday um, had a buy-in. Where it, the buy-in on the algorithm is 98.14. Uh, you're down at 94. Do I believe this one? Eh, I don't know. I, I think it would, I, my assumption is um, natural gas is going back to 140. And it's just because of demand, demand and supply. That's all it is. Uh, am I buying into this one? Hell no. The RSI is at 61. It's in no man's land. You got the MACD crossing up kind of high. In my mind, I think you wait till this one goes back down to the 80s and then buy it. Remember, it's a levered ETF. This actual underlying uh, asset has no value whatsoever. This is not a long-term uh, buy and hold. This is something that you pick a price where you want to get it. And you look at the price of natural gas. If you think the price of natural gas is going to go up, you hold this one. But that's one. And, and speaking of natural gas, I wanted to point to you guys, LNG, which I had said, um, you know, Josh Brown on Halftime Report did a fantastic masterclass on, on, on this one. Um, the algorithm has you buying in at 126. I went over this July 18th. Um, they had their earnings on August 3rd, blew it away. Their uh, ex-dividend date was uh, August 5th. So you don't have a catalyst in this one, but you're at 154. Remember I said that that kind of price point was 150. If we uh, closed over the 150, then you, it's off to the races. And we did close over the 150. And it's got all the confirmation in the world for a continued run. Am I buying it now? Hell no. There are size at 73. Why would I buy into strength? Um, you know, Unless I think this is going to 180, but you're at 52-week highs right now. Let me just make sure you're at 52-week highs. I'm going to go to LNG on Active Trader Pro. 52-week high, yep, just yesterday, 156. So not buying into 52-week highs. There's better things out there to buy into strength. Um, 
One of the other ones I wanted to look at is PBR because their ex-dividend date passed. Um, I believe it passed. I don't see it here on um, uh, on actually uh, – yeah, let me see. PBR. Let me look at it. Um, PBR on Active Trader Pro. I went into TrendSpider. I didn't see the dividend. Ex-dividend date at – oh, date 12. So you have until today to buy it. Um, or did it go – Hmm. Maybe it was maybe it was this morning. Um, I don't know. This was a forty four percent dividend. It was trading at fifteen. It's opening up at thirteen. I don't know if that's the dividend being taken out of there, but this was Tom's suggestion. Fantastic play on this one. It has run. God, I wish I would have gotten into this stock. We had a, a MACD cross up here at eleven, going to fifteen. Great trade. Um, Oracle, which is one of my personal favorites because I said it's slow and steady. Um, we had a MACD cross up here, kind of went over this one. Um, and it, this one is not a big mover, but we had a MACD cross up at 72. You're at 77 right now. Their earnings catalyst is coming up on September 12th. Eh, nothing to write home about, but again, you know, the, the up market kind of, uh, favors, favors my kind of pick. So again, I'm just getting lucky. Um, I wanted to kind of go over here's energy and, and where energy had a big day yesterday. And so we saw boil up. Um, we're seeing it kind of pull back a little bit now. Um, I, I, I saw some interviews and read some things while I was on the plane about oil. So there's a couple of things. Um, most recessions, and, and whether we're in a recession, whether we're going into a recession, most recessions don't have oil demand going down. It's the exact opposite. Demand goes up. What we've seen with the destruction here in the U.S. is the met demand has gone down as the price went up. And you saw this. That's why gas prices now are below $4. As it the price went up, people drove less. But there's a couple of things that you have to know about this. China is still in lockdown. Demand is low overall. Most likely, the price is going down, not necessarily just because of demand destruction or because of demand destruction. It's because China is locked down and demand is just low. There's two things that are going to drive demand up. Um, again, uh, people going back to work after Labor Day because the U.S. is going to, you know, companies are going to force you back. I just did work with Major League Soccer. They're back in the office three days a week. Um, they will probably go to five later this year. Um, the other thing that yet that has to do, emergency reserves. Remember, we've so far we've removed 150 barrel, barrels from the emergency reserves. Those have to be refilled. So at some point, you're not only going to have demand from, uh, from actual usage, you're going to have demand from actually filling up the emergency reserves that gets pulled out of the the general market to fill up those reserves well when that happens the price is going to go up because again they're buying oil to fill up the emergency reserves it's 150 million barrels that's more than we produce in one day so what where's that that kind of reserves going to come from the other thing is russian sanctions they start December 16th in uh, Europe. There will be significant Russian disruption. Now, there a couple of days ago, we heard Iran's going to pick up uh, their production. So 
I just think, you know, again, oil is, is kind of going to go on the rise. And I'll kind of go over oil stocks again today. Um, UCO, uh, we've seen this one pull back significant, significantly. Uh, SCO has been your play. Two days ago, we had a buy-in on UCO at 35.88. You're trading at 37 right now. Um, so in two days, you would have gotten your 10% close to it. Uh, I think anything under um, 36 at this point, if you can get it today under 36, I think that's a good buy. Again, you know, I, I think this is a $40 at some point in the next month. Um, do you go down to under 30? Maybe. We haven't, though, since, uh, you know, way back in, I want to say, February. So this is a pretty good, you know, trough here. Um, I, I don't think you're going anywhere down from this point. Um, you know, 36, 35 might be the, the actual bottom, but try and time it. Good luck if you're doing this on a swing trade. If you're doing this on a day trade, look at shorter time frames on your charts. Um, one of the... Uh, let me look at oil stocks. COP. We this is uh, Conoco Phillips. We went over this one. You had a MACD cross up right before earnings, um, not right before, but close to it. Uh, eighty seven fifty three. You're trading at a hundred dollars right now. <clears throat> I mean, you know, eighty seven fifty three was on July eighth. I went over that. You have a gap down here. You may be going down to eighty three to eighty four again if you want to fill that gap. Um, I don't know. Again, if oil gets destroyed here, you're going to go down on that one. Devon Energy, buy it under 60, you know, sell it over 60. I had a subscriber yesterday that I was talking to um, about uh, Devon Energy. He said, hey, I just can't time it. You can't time it. We had a MACD cross up here at $60.17 um, two days ago. $60.17. Um, I'd say wait until it goes under 60 to buy it. Don't buy it here at 64. Um, you know, sell it at 64. Uh, we've had tons and tons of opportunity to buy this under 60. You're at 64 right now. You're going to be down today a little bit, but that's just because it was one of the high flyers yesterday. Uh, Exxon Mobil, I've kind of said this, under 90, buy it. Over 90, yeah, you can think about selling it, taking your profits. I think this is a hundred dollar, you know, I own a ton of Exxon Mobil. Let me see. I will tell you guys, Exxon Mobil, um, my cost basis, $27,000. My actual current value, $57,000. Easy as that. And again, I've held this one for quite a while. Um, oh, come on. Why are you not trend spiders, um, freezing on me, but, uh, let's go back to trend spider. Um, uh, spider.com. Um, uh, why is it not? Okay. Uh, launch. I'm trying to launch it. Um, sorry. Trend spider got hung up there for a second. Um, let me see if, yeah, I'm just going to close it down. Um, Ooh, it's kind of frozen. Oh, there we go. Okay, so close tab. Oh, it's really frozen. Doesn't even want to close the tab. But Exxon, love it. 
let me run the algorithm, see if it runs again. Um, yeah, 93.89 was the uh, cross up yesterday. 93.89. Would I buy it? Um, that RSI is kind of in no man's land at 58. The MACD cross up is kind of high. The ex dividend date is today or yesterday. I mean, again, the catalyst was the dividend. I think you're going back to 100. Could you ride it for 7% at some point? Absolutely. Um, the big one that I want to tell you guys about today was CVX. Um, they had a MACD cross up today. It doesn't have a price yet, but it's another MACD cross up. And the reason it doesn't have a price, honestly, is <clears throat> July 15th, you had a MACD cross up at 136. And this algorithm timed that one perfectly. Um, your ex-dividend date is August 18th. That's going to be the next catalyst. The RSI is at 62. It's kind of high. You had another MACD cross up. I think you're looking at a further run on this one. Um, Fang, uh, Diamondback Energy, which is one that I love, one that Stephanie, well, I forget her last name, loves. Um, this is just continued to run. The MACD cross up was 108.61. You're at 132 right now. God, this has been a great one. Your ex-dividend date is August 15th, and it's a big dividend. So um, energy continues to be great. Um, let's see. Illumina got killed, bad guidance. Let me look up Illumina. This used to be, I believe this was the stock that was a Kathy Woods ARC favorite for a long time, and it's absolutely getting killed today. Um, ILMN, uh, it is going to open up significantly down. Um, there was a MACD cross here at 190, uh, 99 back on July 19th. Um, they disappointed, you know, you can even see it. The last earnings back in May was $1.07 per share. Um, this time it was 57 cents per share and they lowered their guidance. This is going to just get killed. I'm keeping an eye on it. The RSI is at 67. Um, I'm going to throw this on my to-watch list just because it used to be a Kathy Woods favorite. Never since then, it has just been uh, crazy down. Uh, one other bit of news that I saw was Apple has told their uh, suppliers to make at least uh, as many iPhones as they did last year, this year. So you had a MACD cross up here at 134 back on June 22nd. If you guys look at this chart, it has all the confirmation. There is some uh, a gap here between 156 and 159 that I think it will go back to and actually uh, fill. So wouldn't buy it today. The RSI is at 72. It's just too damn high. Uh, wait until it gets under that 160 mark. Buy it at 160. You know, Five years from now, you'll be completely happy. Still have yet to sell any shares of Apple, but I probably will later this year. Um, and it's a tax situation. I'm kind of getting smarter about my tax situation in my brokerage account. Um, I've been retired now for two years living off of trading revenue. Um, I kind of want to pull some of my money out of my um, out of my brokerage account to kind of quote unquote live on in the next year or so. So I'm kind of looking at Apple as, hey, um, you know, I want to I want to make sure that I, uh, I, I I buy into this one. Uh, and take some of my losses on some of the other ones, maybe Baba and other things. Um, Rivian announced, we looked at yesterday, Rivian announced, I think you would have gotten a pop yesterday on Rivian, uh, not quite 10%, but 
but it does still have confirmation. Again, we've run from a uh, algorithm purchase of $30.08 on July 6th, and you still have confirmation. Um, They didn't announce fantastic earnings, but they announced decent earnings, and they said they're going to continue to to, to, um, uh, – oh, they're going to open up their their night shift is what they said to make it go 24 hours now. So they're going to double their production. Again, it's a, you know, this is a startup company. It's got a crazy valuation. I particularly would trade it because when you start getting some of that September buy, I think some of these stocks that are highly valued with no earnings and and make no mistake about it, Rivian is a highly valued company with absolutely zero earnings so far. So uh, I would probably trade this one. If you're in at 30, fantastic because you've made what? Uh, God, 50, 60 percent, um, maybe 20 percent on this one from 30 to 38. So maybe 30, called 30. Um, but they lost $1.62 per share. Just so you know, the previous quarter, they lost $1.43 per share. So their costs are going up. That's essentially what it is. Um, let's see. I'm, before I go over this, so there was an insider buy this week um energy transfer et is the company um there was a a declaration of an insider buy of an et is a let me look at what they do i'm going to finviz and look up et energy transfer provides energy related services the company owns and operates approximately 11,600 miles of natural gas transportation pipeline and three natural gas storage facilities in Texas and two natural gas storage facilities located in the state of Texas and Oklahoma, 19,830 miles of interstate natural gas pipeline. Guys, this is natural gas. You guys hear me talk about boil all the time? God, uh, this one's boil. Now, here's what you have to know. Um, Let me see where my insider buys are. Uh, there was an insider buy, um, by William Kelsey, um, August 8th and August 9th. So August 8th and August 9th this week, he bought $30 million of shares. Uh, that is the third biggest inside buy of any stock. In the last five years, um, when you look at ET, it is currently seven percent below its fifty-two week high. It's forty-four percent off its fifty-two week low. The low on this one is about nine. Let me see, fifty-two week range, seven ninety-six to twelve forty-eight. Let's look at ET in. Um, Active Trader Pro ET is currently trading at 11.54. Insider buys, insiders are not always um, uh, fantastic buys, but it's a good indication of where people think um, insiders think the stock is going to go. It's a huge buy. Put ET on your list. Now, here's the killer. We had a MACD cross up here on July 7th. What's crazy is it was at 993. 
This one went all the way down to um, just above $9 at $9.20 after that. So kind of a big move because $9.93 down to $9.20, you're talking about, um, what, almost 10% down? Uh, But since then, it's up to $11.49, 20% move. Um, And they don't have a catalyst coming up. The RSI right now is 65. I wouldn't buy into this one. Again, you're buying into kind of strength. But put this one on your radar because if this one dips below 10 again, um, I think it's a great buy. Again, natural gas in my mind, no-brainer. Let's look at one thing that I wanted to point out was Redbox, which has been a favorite of uh, some of the retail traders. It is now CSSE, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Um, I think it was a purchase, a combination. I don't know exactly. No, they don't have a catalyst coming up. It's it's crazy high. Um, this is not something that you want to buy into. The algorithm has the the history of this. CSSE uh, had a cross up June twenty third at seven twenty seven. You've doubled your money at fourteen dollars. I mean, great trade if you could have taken it, but I don't know too many people who actually took it. I just wanted to point out that out. Um, podcast favorite Moderna, which we've been trading about 140, under 140, um, buying it, selling it over 140. Um, it's been a fantastic play. You have a MACD cross up here at 187 that you're still into, but it was into strength in the earnings. So 187 was the buy back on August 3rd, right after earnings. You're going to have a MACD cross down here, but the nine day isn't under the 21, which is part of my algorithm. So it goes down here. The RSI is at 48. Um, it's got a pullback. It's at 171 right now. Uh, there is definite support here. And there's a uh, a gap here between 164 and 168, which I like. If it gets back to that 160 level, I think if it goes back to um, under 160, I think this one's a buy. Um, you know, again, could it go back down to 130? Absolutely. But COVID is kind of still out there and there's going to be some big buys. Um, Sega, which we've talked about, which is the monkeypox uh, vaccine maker, they've been soaring. I've gotten a ton of you guys hitting me up. Sega, I've made so much money off of, blah, blah, blah. Kudos to you. High five. We had a MACD cross up here at $15 back on July 25th. You're at $25 now. You know, what are you making? 70% on that one? Fantastic. Fantastic buy. Um, kudos to you guys who, who got into it. Right now, the RSI is hovering 70. The, the MACD is so far up. Uh, there's no way I would buy into this. You're buying into strength. Hmm, there's better places to buy. Um, I'm looking at VET, which reported earnings. Let's see where VET. Uh, traded yesterday. This is um, Vermilion Energy. Uh, Let's see. Oh, it's down. Guys, see? I led you wrong on this one. I probably led you right. You're just back down to where you were in pre-market yesterday at 2630. Um, You're trading at 2530 right now. So it's gone down a little bit. Uh, they announced earnings, let's see, um, announces 33% increase to quarterly dividend. 
I don't know why this one's down, but probably just energy trade. Um, if you got into this one at the 24 level, which was where it was, uh, you know, the day before yesterday, I kind of brought it up, uh, earnings, and it kind of shot up yesterday all the way from 24 to 26. Um, so, you know, just under a 10% gain. But they announced a dividend increase. Uh, their ex-dividend date is 929. Uh, so... Don't know if you got into that one, but that was a good one. SGML. Let's look at SGML for Roshni. Um, yeah, you still, God, you still have confirmation on this one. What a trade. What a trade. It's starting to get that little dip that you see at the top. The RSI has gone from 82 back down to 74, and you're starting to, to see the MACD kind of tip towards that signal line. Um, again, look up the, the explanation of what I say um, because learn your MACD. MACD is my favorite, favorite indicator. Your earnings are coming up August 22nd. That's going to be the catalyst for this one. Wow. Great trade on this one. Uh, PLL. Let's look at that one. And I am doing an hour podcast today because I'm going to ramble on. You guys seem to like my ramblings. Um, 37.45 was the, uh, the the algorithm pick on the year 55. God, great trade. Um, the RSI is at 81. There's no way I would get into this one, but their earnings are coming up. Same thing, August 22nd. Lithium seems to present earnings on the same day. Um, earnings next week. Um there's a couple that I want to go over. Uh, we've got huge retail earnings. And remember, last time, the trigger for the market downturn was retail earnings. They just warned about how the consumer wasn't buying, how their inventories were bloated. Um, but the tar- specifically, the Target CEO said, we're going to get this right. And we're going to make it right in the second half. So I think you, you're not going to look for a blowout. But what you're going to look for is, are our inventories under control? Is back to school still good? Do we look like we're going to have a good holiday season for the consumer? Those are things you want to look for in Target specifically. Target's at 169. We had a buy-in here um, way back on June 16th that you're still in, 144. I told you guys, buy Target at 144. Uh, I've got Target. Let's see where my average purchase price is. Um, Target. I've got it in a retirement account. Uh, average purchase price one thirteen. I put ten thousand dollars in. It's worth eighteen thousand dollars today. So Target is still a buy. The RSI is a little bit high. Um, I would probably take the chance on this one. Honestly, I'm not adding to my position. The RSI is a little high. Again, sixty three. But your earnings are coming up on August 16th. Um, that is one that I've said. And, and you know, Walmart reports the day before. So you could probably, you know, it's Target's going to trade with Walmart. If Walmart says, hey, we've got crappy inventories, um, you know, the consumer's not coming back. They're just buying groceries from us and we can't make our margins, then Target's going to go down. Um, Walmart had a MACD cross up yesterday, 130.29. You're trading at 129. Their earnings are coming up August 15th. I think that's Monday. 
is it post? Um, it is pre-market. Uh, so uh, August 16th, I don't think it's Monday, uh, 13, 14, 15, Tuesday. Tuesday pre-market is Walmart. You had a MACD cross up at 130. The RSI is kind of, eh, it's in that no man's land at 53. The MACD kind of is on the oscillator line, so it's not really great. Um, you know, eh, I'm a, listen, I only own, what do I own? Um, I bought Walmart way back when, this is way back when average purchase price, $44 and 29 cents. Um, $2,000 investment is now $6,000, but that's, I've held that for so long. It means nothing. Target is my favorite. And the reason Target is my favorite, I will tell you, I will go into FinBiz and tell you that Target has a PE of 14. Walmart has a PE of 27. Simple as that. Target has half the, the PE. You're getting a better value with Target. And the reason is, you know, just Walmart's a bigger company. It's more of a mainstay. It's in more indices. Um, that's it. Now, the other ones that we're getting are Home Depot and Lowe's. Home Depot is the contractor and the professional version. Um, Lowe's is the consumer. And last time, the consumer was harder hit um, than the professionals. The professionals were still fine. So you had a MACD cross up here June 24th at 177. You're at 202. This is Lowe's. 177 to 202 on a mainstay. Their earnings are coming up August 16th. I think it's post-market. Uh, it is pre-market, August 16th pre-market. You're going to see um, Home Depot report. You're going to kind of take from your, uh, I think it's August 15th. Yeah, the day before Home Depot reports. Home Depot even. I mean, God, you had a Home Depot at 277 way back on June 24th. Trigger a buy at 277. You're at 310 right now. You've had a fantastic trade if you got into that one. And again, these are mainstays. And I go back to mainstays are buy and hold. These aren't things that you trade for a day or two or a week or even a month. These are things you get into when you see weakness. And we saw weakness. And, and no matter the price, you buy at weakness. You don't buy now. Um, you know, but do you want to take a chance before earnings? Eh. Again, Target. If Walmart, I think for Target in particular, you wait for Walmart earnings. Uh, you've got to buy into weakness. Simple as that. So um, that is it for today, I think. Um, yeah. I don't think I have anything else. But I'll have more buys next week. I'll kind of do another one. Uh, I'm home here. I know I'm doing a road trip next week at some point down to Florida for my buddy's wedding. I'm in New Jersey. Don't know if I'm taking the dogs with me. Don't know when I'm taking off, but I'll have a, a podcast Monday. Thank you guys for my pa for the patience while I was working over the past two weeks. Uh, it's been long days. Just got to tell you, last night was a great night of sleep. I'm hyped up. Um, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Uh, I really appreciate you guys. Reach out to me on Instagram. Reach out to me on uh, Twitter. I will tell you. Uh, I probably have to start a TikTok. I think a lot of you guys are, you know, a little bit younger in your 20s and stuff. And I probably need to target TikTok if I want to uh, reach more people. And the only reason I want to reach people is kind of to teach them. 
remember, set yourself a goal of learning one indicator. Uh, your first indicator should be RSI. It's so simple. RSI is just relative strength index. Know that over 70 means that you're over overbought. Stock's most likely going to go down. Under 20, um, it means that the stock is oversold. Most likely going to go up. A and add it to your chart. Simple as that. Create a strategy. Do your work. So have a great weekend, guys. Take care.